Welcome back, Rifters. This is the second half of the Leverage 10 podcast for episode 418, The Last Damn Job. I'm here with the usual suspects, John Rogers and Chris Downey, executive producers, and our amazing actors, Christian, Beth, Aldis, and Will. So let's get rolling. We've got a lot of uh, Dubenich and Latimer questions. Allison asks, when Dubenich invades the empty headquarters and pulls down the clear board, what was written on it? Uh, I have a crush on Allison Skagliotti. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it was the trait. It was the, they had erased the Bellington Dam, and the little vestiges okay. of that were what gave him the clue that he needed to go there. It was a way of showing that, although he was frustrated, Dubenich was still a very formidable brain. Yeah. Somebody else asked that question recently. Yeah. Oh, it was me. It was you. Yeah. On the set. No, it wasn't on the set. <laughs> on the set, it was a lot more clear. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that you can on the set you could see exactly what. Oh, they were when we were doing for. the screening. That's yeah, right. that's what it was. written on that. Yeah. There's some interesting speculations on Twitter, so we no, wanted to not that. Nice. Well, let's not let's not dispel those. Oh, you know what? Better. Whatever you thought was cool, that's yeah. what was written on the glass. There we go. Whatever, whatever makes you watch the show next year. It was it was the lyrics to Never Gonna Give You Up. Yeah. Rick rolled him. He Rick rolled him. He Rick on a piece of glass, and that's why he got so angry. He got Rick rolled on glass. It's a geek thing, Beth. Don't try to. I'm not even. There you go. Warehouse 13 is canceled. He was pissed. That was Kane, by the way. That wasn't John Rogers. Yeah, because our voices are so similar. You actually make a living singing, and mine is like rough from whiskey and anger. There's like no, not actually. Again, those are actually pretty similar. You gotta bring it the little red. I know, I yeah. know. Well, moving on, our favorite Una Not O'Neill mm. asks Zelda Not Fitzgerald. <laughs> Emily Not Han. <laughs> so, how much of the confrontation at the dam did Nate plan in advance? The team showing, Latimer and Dubenich taking each other out. You know what? This is too complicated doing this. Uh, it was interesting because I had had the original version is, is plainly Nate in control. And Dean came in and said, listen, I think. He's got to be out of control. I think if we're going to be honest with the audience, they have to believe that he could have lost control at this point. Mm -hmm. And so it was a really difficult job of Dean and I going back and forth on the script, even that day on location. Like, what's the right word? What is? How much of the plan can we put in where you see he's setting it up versus how much he's just really angry? And that's it. I think. I think basically, although I joke about whatever you think is appropriate, this is one of those moments that we work very consciously on. Whatever version of Nate you need this to be at this moment, that's what it is. Because there is two totally different approaches to that that we wound up spot welding together in the day. Effectively, by the way. It actually worked out really well. But we were rewriting up until that morning. Like wow. trying to get that rhythm and trying to get that structure. And then Tim like walking back and forth and saying the words and cutting on the page. You know, it was very it's one of those times where you really like TV. You know, you're making something. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I talked to I talked to Hutton about this scene. And we got into so much, so much detail. I, I, I can't. I'm not going to talk and, and speak for, uh, for, for Tim. But um, the, the one of the coolest things about that, and he actually brought this up as well, was that there was no ADR on that scene. What you and that was amazing yeah, yeah, because there was a waterfall. Sound, by the yeah, way. yeah. Mm. there was a waterfall coming that. down. You yeah. couldn't hear anything, and there was no uh, there was no ADR, and uh, which means that the performances were actually real. Because a lot of times when you go back in after the amazing performance that all three of those actors put into, and you have to go back in and try to find that guy again, you sometimes don't find him. And uh, and I thought that was just great that they didn't have to do any ADR whatsoever. And I think that that's also one of those times you can you can say. We shot it like, like when we shot the end of San Lorenzo, the bit in the office, we shot that like a play. We literally just laid down track and rolled back and forth. And it was Alistair and Gorn and Tim 
they shot that whole scene in real time. We shot like seven minute takes on that. Right. Of them just moving through that like it was a play. Right. And it was the same thing on this. We parked the camera back and we shot this out like a play. Right. And then just moving the camera in and around right. because because of the way the location was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and not only that, if I may, I mean, that's that you've got think about the actors in the Sailor Rinsel job and then think about the actors in this thing. You don't yeah. want to well, you don't want to stop them. Yeah. Want to hey, could you tighten in here? Like, no, yeah. you're, you build yeah. up ahead of steam. No, it was it was a lot of fun. It was we shot that first, right? We burned that out in the morning, and then we wound up, then we wound up going yeah. over yeah. to the other side. Yeah. yeah, everyone came out that morning too to see that scene. Yeah. That was really cool. It was yeah. great. Well, I'm sure a lot of fans are actually wondering about the next question. The Bacardi Queen asks, exactly how far did Dubenich and Latimer fall, and are they definitely dead? They they fell very far, but they landed on Holmes and Moriarty. And that broke the <laughs> Luckily, Moffat aired just a little bit earlier, and that, that, that gave us a buffer at the bottom. I remember thinking it was so weird that Holmes and Moriarty were lurking down there. That was such a in, weird in any, thing to see. That in any movie day. where someone, where the, the bad guys fall into water, are they ever really dead? I would, say, I would say at least the, one of them is dead. One of know, them is dead. Yeah. Nate Fort, by, by the way, and that's interesting, because it, it's like... There is a perfectly valid interpretation of this, which Nate Fort has figured a way to lawyer himself out of a murder charge. Right. Like, did he really just give up? Okay, I'm going to live with the consequences, or did he? Was he pretty sure they'd wind up whacking each other? You know, that's that's uh, that's both good interpretations of that character. Well, look, then the question from from me to you is: what, Was there ever a time when you thought maybe a gunshot at some point could be put into that scene? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the the original. The way it was originally scripted, they didn't go over the edge because it was a different location. The edge wasn't that close until Dean said, "Hey, look at edge. Let's get our actors really close to that and then have them fall over it." That's right. so unlike him. Yeah, I know. Really yeah, let's have actors on top of a moving Dangerous train. and more expensive. Yeah. Actually, but I'll, I'll tell you what. That edge. You know, both Saul and Leon went over that edge. That wasn't stunties. No, they went over. And so they put pads up there, and they were both looking at it like, guys, that's the damn actual fall is right behind. And I said, I've never asked an actor to do something I wouldn't do. And I just fell. I fell off the edge. That's true. But Stunties, he, he was there. Stunties weren't prepped. So I hit the pad and I just started sliding towards the edge oh of the chair. Really? <laughs> and wow. Kevin's like, Jesus. And he grabs the pad and I get up. I'm like, but of course, I've just done it to show how safe it is. So I'm like, guys, as you can plainly see, the Stunties. And meanwhile, inside, I'm like, ah. And you're not, you're not scared. <laughs> I'm just screaming in my head. Like, ah. We know you're not scared of heights at all. No, I'm not scared of heights at all. I'm, I'm plainly, gentlemen, this is a perfectly safe thing. I've just yeah. done it myself. I'm going to go in my trailer. I'm going to use this, by the way. This whole, I wouldn't do it. I absolutely, that's why I went on that roof with you. Yeah, I know. And I was terrified. We jumped on the moving train. I was terrified. That was like one of the first that? times we hung out together. <laughs> I know. In the, in so the pilot, scared. in the pilot, when Beth is upside down on the roof, 44 yeah. stories up, I, I remember I was holding her hand because she was a little nervous and I was so condescending. I'm like, sweetheart, no worries. We'd never put an actor in any sort of danger. We get up there and Beth's on the edge of 44 stories like, hey, this is fine. And I'm literally clinging to a strut. Like a five-year-old who has just seen like Santa Claus murdered in front of him. I'm literally, I'm just like, get me off this roof right now. It's Chicago in yeah. the fall, a little yeah, crazy. It was like 35 mile an hour oh, winds up there. It was like, the Beth, I, I think that 4 a.m. 4 a.m. End of a 17-hour yeah. day. Beth, Beth got a good laugh out of my panic that day. That yeah. was thanks no, for that. No, but but they they uh they they're dead, or one of them's dead. But yes, oh, so the way it was originally written, they didn't go over the edge. Nate just walks away, and you hear the gunshot because one of them got the gun. Right. And then when we got the edge, and Dean's like, they should go over the edge. We went, oh, well, in that case, right. either one could have, right. they both could be dead. So, right. Which adds to the ambivalence. It's actually better. Yes, that's right. good. Yeah. Well, just to put our fans' minds at ease, is there a chance one of these villains are going to be popping up again later? 
Eh, we'll see. Possible? I mean, you didn't see A lot see of villains. Them. There's no body. Anytime yeah. on a TV show, there's no body. You never yeah. know what's going to happen. Except for Jimmy. Jimmy's dead. Jimmy's, Jimmy's definitely dead. dead. Jimmy's dead. <laughs> well, moving on, Chris Miranda 09 asks, in an episode this packed, were there any particularly fun character beats that had to be cut for time? I'm sure there were some great ones with Chaos and Quinn. Oh, like we said with the van. The van's the only one, because yeah. you and Clay really dug in on those bits. And that, they, they were short. You know, yeah. the van is the only one that really got truncated for we, time. We, we see who you favor. It's okay. <laughs> well, you know, you know what it was? You guys were such good actors that you got across what I was trying to do in the scene yeah. much yeah. faster than I did more efficiently. That's a lie. It's really, it was the power right? of yeah. your performance. Yeah, it's okay. It's I'm okay. trying to think. Was I'm crying inside, Parker John. Crying. I, I know you're crying inside, but I don't care. I know you don't <laughs> care. That's what makes me cry more. Oh wait, one thing did get cut, didn't it? Didn't we imp- didn't we add stuff to the Boston accent? Oh, that was the first. Oh, yeah. Part. Yeah. oh, part that one. We talked oh, about that last great podcast. Stuff yeah. with that one. There was a whole long runner where Parker Boston. and Hardison bust Elliot's balls over how bad the Boston accent. is. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is perfectly but justified. But we, yeah. but we kept in the part where you're like, he's from Boston. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the look that she gave, you had to have me say yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, we most almost everything got into. We cut we cut script before we shot, but we didn't cut performance yeah. in the second half. When well, uh, when we're going into we're like walking up to the 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 computer panel where I, yeah. where we were you know going to the back door, that um, that <clears throat> that line about um, uh, say I was born I know you want to say I was born That's already great. so funny yeah um, and the timing of that because we were on. Like we started out going through a two shot and then come around and then then we cut to that like it's handheld it, yeah. sort of pulling us back in. And the timing of it was really hard because the camera just demanded that it happen in this particular time frame. Yeah. And my comic timing wanted it to happen in a completely a different bit, yeah. time frame. And I remember we had to ADR that scene and I I pride myself on being really good at looping and even in looping, it still kicked my ass yeah. trying to get that, uh, to make that beat happen. And you can't tell. I mean, it works really well on the show. But that's the tricky, I mean, you know, the fancier, that's why a lot of cable shows shoot clean singles and stuff like that. And, you know, leverage, we, tr- we try harder. Uh, you know, trying to do comedy in oneers is unspeakable. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that, but that's what makes it work. You know, the fact that you guys wiped frame just as Klein did his line, that's what, that's what gives it a little kick and gives that scene momentum. Those scenes that we had together were great. He was such a great straight man. To uh, like you know we, we there was this like that great uh, uh, Abbott and Costello relationship yeah. where I think you just keep expecting him to just haul off and punch chaos. Oh yeah. To which chaos would go, why did you do that? Yeah. See, no. I, I was going to actually address that in the next question, but since you brought it up, I think that uh, I think that um, I think that it would be really fun to see the dynamic between Hardison and Quinn. Mm-hmm. And then right. chaos, chaos and Elliot, and Elliot. Yeah. because yeah. because Quinn is such a he's in a suit. He's a very he does not lose it. Yeah. He yeah. is a precise hitter. He knows what he's doing. Elliot fights from his heart. Yeah. And so with you, with all this little stuff that you do, you're like Hardison on crack to me. <laughs> and so to see what would happen, it would just be like, you know, it would be like, like those two guys, they, they actually might be peas in a pod. I think Hardison and Quinn would be like, yeah, you guys just, hey, man, we're just so doing nice this. Where have you, you been all my life? It would be, and no pun intended, chaos. Yeah. I'd be grabbing your scruff and be like in the, in the stuff you say, and I can't knock you out because I'm going to need you in a minute to hack the computer. I Elliot would just, oh, would just, I'd be a ball, I'd be like a ball. My hair would fall out. Just a ball of rage. <laughs> Did yeah. it make it to the to the final cut? There's a there's a line where 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 Chaos is just giving Hardison such a hard time, and Hardison says, "Oh my God, I get it." Yeah, this that's is yeah, how that's yeah, all the time. And by the way, th- what was fun is once Clay got there because he got there early enough. I tweaked the script on set a little bit. 
at that point, I was when you talk about like the partnerships and stuff. At that point, I was just writing a cowboy movie. Yeah. Like <laughs> if you just if you separate the the Quinn and Elliot scenes out, it's Tombstone. It's like plainly <laughs> the timing, the, the the rhythms on the lines, you know, everything is, is just that. And so that's and that one of the reasons why I don't think we had to go, we didn't have to go, we didn't go, me and Crawford didn't go over, me and Clayne didn't go over, is because we're both, not only in, as in character, but just being friends for so long and being the tough guys, quote unquote, we're looking, we just want to hit that blast alone line. Yeah. And then he's got one. And then, <laughs> God, dang, and then I've got one, exactly, and I think that's why. It, so funny, that stuff. Oh, man. Well, last but not least... Diana asks, is this the last we'll see of any of these alliances? Because I'd hate to think this is the last we'll see of Chaos, Archie, and Quinn. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, I think it's the last we've seen of Chaos. God um, damn it. Chaos died. <laughs> what? Yes. Oh. Sad and alone. I just gave him, we just gave <laughs> really? him some really good stuff, dude. Yeah, you kidding me? You'll yeah, be no. back in. You know what? It's every year is different. And unfortunately, one of those things we struggle with all the time is there are actually actors attached to these characters. For example, Will, to do this finale, we had to split him with the Eureka finale. Mm-hmm. He was with us for two days, flew up for them for two days, <laughs> flew back to us for two days, right? Yeah. And then went back for the rest of it. Yeah, and Literally each, tra- each, out. each travel day was a 24-hour day minimum uh, starting it, like, yeah. uh, starting Canada and finish in Portland or yeah. go the other way. It was did, crazy. Did you so, have to yeah. write down on the back of the script who you were? I did, you were so yeah. Tired. I wrote and on my, because uh, the character I play on Eureka is sort of still has, has shares some sort of like character traits with chaos, uh, but in a lot of ways they're very, very, very different. And I had to write down on the back of a, a, from the shooting schedule, I drew a big symbolic line down the middle of the page and I drew and I explained Dr. Parrish on the one side and then I wrote chaos on the other side. And before every day of production, I just opened that up and looked at it and remembered these are the ways that these guys are different so that the characters didn't bleed into each other. Yeah. But both of them are evil and weak. Well, yeah. Yes. <laughs> there's a little bit of that as yeah, well in the exactly. Venn diagram. Of, the Venn diagram of, of the characters. You know what? It's, it, listen, look, it, it, I have to admit when we, when we first came up with the idea of this finale, it was I'm basically writing this so we can have Richard Chamberlain back. I mean, I'm basically writing this so we can just have as much fun. We decided it was clean. It's like, ah, we're, it's, it's just going to be as much fun as possible. And it is a pleasure to have these people guesting on the show. I think we've established them. All of them did what I didn't, I wasn't sure we could do, which was even deepen the relationships and make them a bigger part of the, yeah. the, the universe. It really so it, it does feel like we would be perfectly justified in bringing back all or some of them. And we are certainly talking about ideas for season five that bring back all or some of them. So you always want to you always want to make the world. You want to populate yeah. the world. Look at the Simpsons, like how big that world is. And yep. I think any any time you're you have a show, you that's what you want to do. You want to have a next wanna, time though. You and Clay might have to settle that settle that. Fight, no, you right? have to. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, speaking as one of those guys that gets to come in once, or if we're really lucky, twice a season. Um, I really envy you guys uh, because it's so 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 clear on the set how much fun you have. And how much you all really care about each other, and how you all really support each other, and it's not just the cast. You know, usually when you break the world down to us and them, it's usually the cast versus everybody, and that that doesn't exist. Like on Leverage, it's us, we the people who make Leverage, and them is like everybody else. And it is always such an unbelievable joy to be on your set. Thank you. And uh, you guys, I mean, I know you're really close to it, and you've been doing this. It'll be five years now, um, but you're so lucky. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. that you guys get what you that you guys have what you have. You're fortunate to wor- be working in this business. Next time I'm hanging place. your ass off you know, a 44 story building, you remember what Will Wheaton said. <laughs> 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 I'm so lucky. <laughs> 
Hold on, the wind will die down any second now, Beth. We really After this, you run on top of a train. I'll call you the next day and ask you if I'm having an aneurysm because my face is like Oh my God, I forget that. All right. If only we had that in the writer's room, John. If only. <laughs> well, that's the thing that will, since this is the last one of this, Shut uh, your filthy of mouth. this season, it's, it's really 30, 30, 30, and that's... Uh, that's 30% of us, the, the cast, just being such still great friends. I mean, we get off of a 15-hour day and we'll go have dinner. It's 30% of the writing. And it's drink. Always Don't fresh. forget drink. And drink, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> just a smidge. And it's three, you know, it's 30% the fact that the, the writing's still there. After five years, it's still so much fun to, to crack open a script. There's not a time that goes by that you don't, you're not excited. And I've, I've been on shows where you're just like, well, let's see what we got this week. And it's not like that. You're still, it's a brand new movie that these guys, that the writers write. And then 30%'s the crew. And that's just that we have such a good crew. Our we film in Portland, Oregon, yeah, and it's all family. So What's great. the other 10%? That's, that's what I was getting ready to come to. The, the last 10% is what <laughs> Will was kind of saying, is that all that wrapped together. But the 10% is we're just really lucky to be working at this yeah. time in Hollywood with all that's, the yeah, reality sorry, bullshit television that's out there. you forgot the 10%? Yeah, I did, actually. No, don't lose faith in him. I was like, broken down. Come on. Hang on I watched you doing math in your head. I was like, wait, am I counting wrong? What do you say? It's the aneurysm from hanging you upside off the building. No, it's the you never 30, quite 30, been right the And then the timber since the thing that says, hey, we're very fortunate that we have the fans yeah. out there totally that, are, that are keeping us on TV. No. Come on, man. I got to say that... I, one, of, one, one of the joys of being in year Damn five. Damn it, Beth. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice thing. I know, and it's then I had nice to thing. mess wait, it up. What, what? Wait, that doesn't add up. That's right. not the right I will say that one of the joys of being in the writer's room is we still get the moment where somebody in the writer's room goes, oh, you know what would be cool to see him do? I mean, you, you still get that tone yeah. of voice. <laughs> like, you always, you always want to see him do, and you, you get that pitch where they're excited. They're just writing it so they can see it. Like Elliot cross-dressing awesome. next season, right? Well, well, the two of you. We're doing it's, some like it. Oh, gonna be a cheerleader. I don't know about. Yeah. Well, I am so on board for this. Nobody's perfect. He's got a part. He's got a part in the, 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 the cheerleader. No, <laughs> we do a cheerleading episode, but it's not. Yeah, he's that. got it's the not. hair, man. Yeah. Oh wow! Really? Wow! Wow! wow. You gonna cut the hair this year? I'm not. It's up to you. Uh, what? Really? I'm in. Right. <laughs> no, but let me let me just. Uh, Can I build... cut your hair? Oh. No. Can Hardison cut his hair to see? Let me just build on I mean, that. Yeah. Let me I'm just build on that 10 percent uh, that that uh, Chris just said because this is the last podcast season and you guys are listening and you guys who are listening are the reason we're doing this mm -hmm. and you keep tuning in week after week and that's why we're here uh, bringing you to season five and a big thank you to all of you who. Listen to the podcast and watch the show and love the show. Yeah, because if you guys didn't watch the show, I would have to go back to my old job at Chippendales. It's not pretty. I think some of the fans would be okay with that. I guess. But Yeah, but it's a duo act with Wheaton. Yeah, exactly. I know the fans would be cool with that. Am I right, Elvis? Come on. It's themed, too. It's like, why Oppenheimer? I didn't know that. I'd be up there looking all middle-aged and doughy, making you look even better. It'd be great. Are you kidding me? Uh, you would be like a can of rotting garbage, but next to the dump. <laughs> wow. You think Mocha Magnificence is a fake <laughs> alias? No, it's not. It's not. As soon as Only I hit that stage, Mocha Magnificence. Ladies, put your hands together. Down the premier etage, Monsieur Mocha Magnificence. Christian's there too sometimes every other weekend. <laughs> I didn't know that. Is, is that like your workout? Kind of a dance workout type of thing? Yeah, it is. Yeah, there you it go. It's more flash dancey than anything else. Whoa. Whoa. What's your, He's got tassels. <laughs> That's when I'm going to go ahead and pull the stops. <laughs> Wait, we need flash to know what Christian's dance. stage name is. We can't, we can't not resolve that for the audience. Yeah. 
Christian, what's your stage uh, I name? I can't give it to By you. By the way, we have the out there. We, we have the flash dance chair in the writers room. You like run over and pull the thing, and the water pours down on you. If you've done a really good job, you get to do the flash dance chair. Oh, yeah. good! Yeah. I look forward to that. I yeah. look forward to seeing Christian do that yeah. <laughs> with everyone else. Oh my you. God. My stage name is Barry Amantimonium. Really? What was that? Barry Amantimonium. So wait, should we auction off your hair? Do you think people would pay for your hair? I don't know if it's long enough to really give it for the, uh, you know, there's a... Well, that's the fans. Yeah, that's probably not what they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true. Well, guys, I think that's it for uh, this season of Leverage. But don't think that this podcast is going anywhere. Stay tuned during the off-season for some special sneak peeks on set, in the writer's room, and more. Forget you can always get your leverage fixed by downloading all your favorite episodes on iTunes. Thanks again, Grifters.